Well, hello and welcome to the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark and happy to have you with us this time. Almost said this week, but we're posting these as we go, so you may be listening to them anytime. Hope you're enjoying the shows on the Jazz Focus. Uh, we tend to focus on the cobwebby corners of jazz recorded history. And today we're going to be listening some, to some music recorded by bands that were operating in St. Louis in the 1920s, some African-American bands. This was kind of a hotbed of jazz at the time. Uh, being on the Mississippi River, uh, they uh, were influenced by New Orleans jazz. The New Orleans jazz musicians playing on the Mississippi River boats, the Streckfest boats, uh, would make it as far as St. Louis and sometimes stay for a while, sometimes permanently. And uh, we hear of musicians like uh, Zudi Singleton and uh, Lonnie Johnson and, and, and many other New Orleans players who ended up playing in various groups in St. Louis and so obviously influenced the direction of the music there. But St. Louis produced its own uh, quality musicians. They were noted for whatever reason for being a hotbed of brass activity, especially trumpets. And if you look at the lineage of trumpet players from St. Louis from the 1910s up to the 1950s or 60s, you have some pretty uh, extraordinary names. Of course, you have names that we're going to be talking about today, like Charles Creeth and Dewey Jackson. Uh, a little bit later in the 20s, you have people like Ed Allen, uh, who recorded with Clarence uh, Williams bands. In the 30s and 40s, you have swing stars like Joe Thomas. Uh, a little bit later, you had uh, Clark Terry, Miles Davis. So you can see that the uh, brass tradition in St. Louis was a long and storied one. But we're going to be concentrating on the recordings that were made during the 1920s and uh, some field or location uh, trips by some of the recording studios in St. Louis. We're going to start out with a band called Charles Creeth's Jazzomaniacs. Charles Creeth was a trumpet player, Charlie Creeth known as sometimes, and he uh, was born in Missouri in the area in 1890. He was playing in an older style, I guess you'd have to say, maybe a little bit more comparable to King Oliver's style of playing in uh, New Orleans at the time. A lot of mutes, a lot of very vocalized effects, but he led a band all through the 20s and into the 30s uh, in St. Louis and also on the riverboats. He co-led a band with uh, the New Orleans pianist Fate Marable for a while, um, but his uh, regular band that played at various locations in St. Louis uh, recorded several times during the 1920s. We're going to start out with a session for OK Records in 1924 and then go to one in 1925, December 24 and March of 1925. And the personnel of this band are, first of all, Charles Creeth on trumpet. Uh, we'll hear a couple of his muted solos coming up. Leonard Davis, another uh, St. Louis uh, trumpet player who ended up in New York and playing in the 1920s with Charlie Johnson and uh, recording with Fats Waller and so forth. He plays uh, trumpet as well. We'll hear probably uh, an open trumpet solo or so by him. Charlie Lawson is a trombone player who uh, we know recorded with Tiny Parham and some other Chicago bands in the 1920s. In the reed section, we have Sam Long on alto sax and clarinet. William Thornton Blue, who was from that area, playing clarinet and alto sax. He's playing the clarinet solos. He became better known for playing with the Missourians later on that became the early version of the Cab Calloway band. He had that very buzzy, growly style of clarinet playing. William Rollins is on tenor sax. Uh, Cranston Hamilton on piano, Pete Patterson on banjo, uh, and Floyd Campbell on drums. And uh, Floyd Campbell also contributes some vocals, and he has an extraordinary vocal style that sounds for all the world like Jimmy Rushing did 10 years later. Uh, he uh, had the same vocal quality, the same bluesy inflection, but the same way of singing more ballad-like performances as well. So I'm sure Jimmy Rushing was aware of Floyd Campbell and may have actually been influenced by him significantly. So the first two tunes we're going to hear are from December 2nd of 1924. We're going to hear Pleasure Mad, which is a tune by uh, Sidney Bechet, or was claimed by Sidney Bechet at any rate, uh, also was known as Viper Mad. And then we're going to hear the Market Street Blues. Floyd Campbell will be singing that. Then we're going to jump to the March session and uh, hear another Floyd Campbell vocal on I Woke Up Cold in Hand, a good blues performance. Then a version of the stock arrangement that was issued around that same time of the King Porter Stomp, the Jelly Roll Morton tune. Then a, uh, a wonderful title of the next tune, Every Man That Wears Bell-Bottom Breeches Ain't No Monkey Man. And uh, Floyd Campbell will tell us the story and the provenance of that. And that was his own tune, in fact. And uh, 
Actually, that's our, our set. We're going to stick with five tunes for that set. So, Charles Creeth's Jazzomaniacs uh, from 24 and 1925 in St. Louis. Pleasure Mad, Market Street Blues, I Woke Up Cold in Hand, The King Porter Stomp, and Every Man That Wears Bell-Bottom Bridges Ain't No Monkey Man.
don't pay me no mind Now the girl I love She don't pay me no mind And keeps me father Studying evil all the time
fell in love with a long, long round. She took him out to a cabaret where Johnny sat and listened to a jazz band play. Now Johnny knew that he could not dance. Folks made fun of his bell-bottom pants. He sat down until he took a spell. He got up in the floor and Johnny loudly yelled. Says every man that wears bell-bottom bridges ain't no monkey man. So every time you see one of us coming, don't hold out your hand. I may look funny from my head to my feet, but I got a jelly roll that's really hard to beat. So every man that wears bell-bottom bridges ain't no monkey man. So there you have a very hot band from St. Louis, uh, African-American musicians recording for OK Records in 1924-1925. Charles Kreeth's Jazzomaniacs. And we heard Charlie Kreeth playing, I think, most of the trumpet solos there. Some of the lead parts might have been by Leonard Davis. But uh, Kreeth really was uh, an excellent plunger musician. He had obviously listened to some of the New Orleans players like presumably King Oliver, maybe Mutt Carey as well, uh, and uh, really knew how to uh, evoke some of those uh, sounds that the New Orleans players did through their muted playing. We also heard Charlie Lawson, who was a very good blues trombone player. As I said, he made it to Chicago by the late 20s, was recording with uh, some of the theater bands, but especially with Tiny Parham's group. Sam Long, I think, played the alto solos. He apparently was the lead alto player. William Thornton Blue was an excellent clarinet player of the day. As I said, he was raised in St. Louis. He uh, later went to Europe, came back to New York, recorded quite a bit with the Missourians and with Cab Calloway's band, and um, a little bit later on with the Mills Blue Rhythm Band and so forth. I guess he had a kind of a sad end to his life. He lived into the late 60s, but spent most of the last uh, few years in a sanatorium for ill health. So that's uh, unfortunate, but a very good player, left some very fine solos and very well featured on these Creeth recordings. We heard William Rollins on tenor sax, uh, Cranston Hamilton on piano, Pete Patterson on banjo, and Floyd Campbell drumming and singing. Uh, really, kind. Of, I would say he was channeling Jimmy Rushing, but the other way around is more likely. Uh, Jimmy Rushing didn't begin recording until a couple of years later with Walter Page's band, and then of course with Benny Moten after that. So uh, there must have been some influence flowing towards Rushing on uh, from these recordings and from Floyd Campbell's live appearances. So we started out with December of 1924 for OK, Pleasure Mad, the Sidney Bechet tune that was also known as Viper Mad, uh, very fine cornet solo, trumpet solo by the leader, as well as clarinet by Blue, Market Street Blues, same thing, along with a Floyd Campbell vocal. Then moving to March of 1925, I Woke Up Cold in Hand, a Floyd Campbell um, vocal performance credited to Charlie Creeth. Then the uh, King Porter Stomp, which I think was taken from the Melrose Stock Arrangement, which was issued a little bit before this recording, uh, featuring again everybody. And then the Floyd Campbell tune, Every Man That Wears Bell-Bottom Britches Ain't No Monkey Man. Love the title, and that was a Floyd Campbell tune as well. So we're going to uh, play the last tune from that March session, My Daddy Rocks Me With One Steady Roll, which was a favorite of a lot of the blues singers. Credited to Barber, whoever that was, and uh, we know recordings by Trixie Smith and uh, many other players. Later in the 20s, of course, Jimmy Noon recorded it and um, many others in the 30s as well. But here we'll hear another Floyd Campbell vocal, and that will be the uh, same band that we just heard. 
Then we're going to change horses a little bit and go to a different band. We're going to hear another trumpet player, a fellow named Dewey Jackson, who lived a pretty long life, was recording into the 50s as a Dixieland trumpet player, uh, another African-American trumpet player from the uh, St. Louis School, and uh, he recorded three tunes with his band, the Peacock Orchestra, so-called. This was a band that was playing on the SS Capitol, one of the uh, Mississippi River steamboats at the time, and they recorded three tunes, She's Crying For Me, Capitol Blues, and Going To Town, all on June 21st of 1926. And we're going to hear uh, some, some crossover personnel with the Creeth Band. These, these musicians sort of move back and forth with these different local bands. Dewey Jackson plays trumpet, or cornet actually, probably all the solos. Albert Snare plays trumpet. He was later known for playing with Claude Hopkins and a few other groups. William Looper on trombone. William Thornton Blue is back on clarinet and alto. Cliff Cochran plays alto and soprano sax. Willie Humphrey plays clarinet and tenor sax. I believe that was the Willie Humphrey from New Orleans. There were several New Orleans players in this band, and uh, he periodically left town, although he always returned back to New Orleans. We're going to hear Burroughs Loving Good on piano, Pete Robinson on banjo, Pops Foster, the great New Orleans bass player, who uh, played with Creeth for quite a while, and Floyd Campbell is here as well on drums and vocals. So those are the three tunes. She's crying for me, Capital Blues, and going to town. Then we're going to end up with a, 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 one, a single tune by a, a studio band, I guess, from uh, St. Louis at the time. This is from November of 1925, recorded at the same session that Charles Creeth did a different uh, series of tunes. We're going to be hearing those in the next set. But this band is called Benny Washington's Six Aces. Benny Washington is the drummer here. Andrew Big Babe Webb on trumpet. He decked Harvey Lankford on trombone. William Weedy Harris on clarinet and alto sax, Harold Esty on clarinet and tenor, John Arnold on piano, and Pete Patterson from the Creeth Band on banjo. So we're going to hear from that session the Compton Avenue Blues. So those are our tunes for uh, this set. We're going to hear Charles Creeth's band uh, from March of 1925, My Daddy Rocks Me, then the Dewey Jackson Peacock Orchestra from June of 1926, She's Crying for Me, Capital uh, Blues, and go into town, and finish up with Benny, Washin Benny Washington's Six Aces, the Compton Avenue Blues. Oh, I'm a 
knock on her door, said, Mama, let me come in. She put her head over the sand. Some said it was too bad, My baby rocked me with one steady
blue.
started with Charles Creeth's Jazzomaniacs from March of 1925 and the minor blues My Daddy Rocks Me with One Steady Roll or My Mama Rocks Me with One Steady Roll. That was sung by the drummer Floyd Campbell and we heard some William Thornton Blue on clarinet and some cornet by the leader, a trumpet actually he's credited with, Charles Creeth. So very good performance there. Then we jumped over to Dewey Jackson and his Peacock Orchestra. This was the band that was playing on the SS Capitol, as I mentioned, and in fact one of the tunes uh, mentions that song. And Floyd Campbell is again on drums and vocal. This is from June of 1926. He even uh, recognizes the soloists on uh, some of the tunes. In fact, Capital Blues was one of them. So we started out with She's Crying For Me, uh, a tune by the trombone player Santa Pecora from the New Orleans Rhythm Kings. And as I said, there was a good New Orleans contingent in this band. We had Willie Humphrey playing clarinet and tenor sax. He doesn't solo, but uh, he's in the section. And Pops Foster on tuba. Uh, he wasn't playing bass on this uh, date. He was still playing tuba. He was shortly to go to New York to play with Louis Russell's band as well. And we heard Floyd Campbell on drums, Pete Robinson on banjo, Burroughs Loving Good on piano, uh, Cliff Cochran on alto and soprano sax, William Thornton Blue playing, again, quite a bit of clarinet in there and moving towards the style uh, that he demonstrated on the Missourians and the Cab Calloway sides, that buzz-toned, growly style that he had. And William Looper was on trombone, Albert Snare was on trumpet, and, of course, the leader, Dewey Jackson, here credited as a cornet player. And when She's Crying For Me, followed by the Capitol Blues, and then Going To Town. Going To Town was a, a tune that had a stock arrangement to it from the 30s by Archie Blyer, but this is a was just a, a head chart on the blues. The most fully realized arrangement was She's Crying For Me. So that might have been from a stock. And you can hear uh, the progress from the Creeth Band to this band in terms of the uh, big band style of the 1920s, much more organized. Then we finished up with a kind of a jam session version of a tune called the Compton Avenue Blues by Benny Washington Six Aces. This was a, a, a put-together band, presumably from people who were just in the studio or near the studio at the time, which was November of 1925. We heard uh, Andrew Big Babe Webb on trumpet. We heard Harvey Langford uh, doing a long trombone solo in there. In fact, he even had credit on the record. William Weedy Harris, clarinet and alto, Harold Esty on clarinet and tenor, John Arnold on piano, Pete Patterson on banjo, and the leader, Benny Washington, on drums. And those recordings, I believe, were all made for um, OK. Most of these recordings were done for that company. 
So for our final session, we're going back to Charlie Creeth, and we're going to play pretty much the balance of what his discography was. Uh, this is, again, Charlie Creeth's Jazz Omaniacs from November 4th of 1925. This is actually the same session that the Benny Washington uh, tune we finished up with came from. And this has a slightly different personnel, with Charles Creeth playing trumpet. He's the only trumpet player, so it is he playing the solos. Sonny Lee was the trombone player. He was actually a white player who was playing with the uh, Frankie Trumbauer Orchestra in St. Louis at the time, and he was, I guess, deputizing on this session, um, and uh, he'll get a solo or two. The reed section is, again, William Thornton Blue on clarinet and alto sax. Uh, also playing alto sax is Horace Eubanks, who had recorded with Jelly Roll Morton. He was a minstrel and circus performer from the 1910s. His name shows up in a number of the bands that were touring with black shows at the time. William Rollins, again, on tenor. Cranston Hamilton, again, on piano, as is Pat Pat, or Pete Patterson on banjo. Lonnie Johnson uh, guested on one of the numbers that we heard on the Lonnie Johnson program that I did for WETF a while back, and uh, you can check that out. That's called the Won't Don't Blues. He sang and played violin, so we're not including that today. And on drums is Zudi Singleton, the great New Orleans drummer. He had moved to St. Louis, uh, largely, I guess, on the basis of having played on some of those riverboats, and he married Charlie Creeth's sister, Margie. So Margie Creeth Singleton uh, shows up in the jazz history books, uh, and she and Zudi were married up until his death in the late 60s. So we're going to start out with the Market Street Stomp. And uh, this is a tune that was uh, credited to Creeth and Eubanks in this case. We're going to follow that up with Way Down in Lover's Lane, which is a uh, unknown tune, sort of a Tin Pan Alley type of thing. Then we're going to go to uh, a version of Jellero Morton's Grandpa's Spells. Again, I think this is from one of the Melrose stock arrangements that came out. And then we're going to jump up a couple of years uh, to Crease last session from May 2nd of 1927, the Butterfinger Blues and Crazy Quilt. Crazy Quilt was definitely a stock arrangement. Butterfinger's a little bit less organized. And we're going to hear Charlie Creeth on trumpet, this time with Dewey Jackson playing second trumpet. Albert Wynn on trombone. He was a New Orleans trumpet player who ended up in Chicago. Horace Eubanks, William Thornton Blue, and William Rollins again on the saxophone section. Burroughs Loving Good on piano, Pete Patterson on banjo, Cecil White on tuba, and possibly Floyd Campbell on drums, although he doesn't sing. So you can see the personnel goes back and forth between the Creeth and the Dewey Jackson band. So this is uh, the rest of the Charlie Creeth Jazzomaniacs uh, sessions. We're going to hear the Market Street Stomp, Way Down in Lover's Lane, Grandpa's Spells, Butterfingers, and Crazy Quilt. <laughs>
Charles Kreese Jazz Omaniacs, and that really represents or illustrates the the uh, development of jazz and big band ensemble playing jazz in the 1920s, from his first session in December of 1924 up until the two sides we just heard, which were two and a half years later, all done in St. Louis and with a pretty consistent personnel as well. We started out that session, or that set, I should say, with... Uh, the Charles Creeth Jazzomaniacs from November 4th of 1925. Charles Creeth on trumpet, Sonny Lee guesting on trombone. As I mentioned, he was playing with that Frank Trumbauer band, which was actually the Arcadia Peacock Orchestra. Uh, they had recorded a few days earlier. And in the rhythms, uh, in the uh, reed section, rather, Horace Eubanks on alto, William Thornton Blue on alto, and probably doing all the clarinet solos, William Rollins on tenor sax. Cranston Hamilton on piano, Pat Patterson, uh, or Pete Patterson on banjo. Pat Patterson was a later banjo player. And Zudi Singleton on drums. And we heard the Market Street Stomp, followed by Way Down in Lover's Lane and Grandpa's Spells. A very uh, almost virtuosic performance of that last tune. As I said, it was probably taken from stock arrangement. Heavily features William Thornton Blue on clarinet, but playing a lot of written parts. They took it faster than Jelly Roll did, and uh, it was a very flashy showpiece for the band at that point. Then we finished up with those last two sides from the May 2nd, 1927 session that were done also in St. Louis. More or less the same band, except Dewey Jackson played second trumpet. He may have done some of the trumpet solos as well, but his style and Kreese's style were very similar. Jackson was a younger player, but uh, generally they were playing a lot of muted stuff. Albert Wynn was on trombone on that one, Burroughs Loving Good on piano, Cecil White on tuba, and Floyd Campbell on drums. Otherwise the same personnel. So that was uh, Charles Kreeth's Jazzomaniacs. Hope you've enjoyed this show of our uh, St. Louis uh, bands from the 1920s. Charles Kreeth, Dewey Jackson, Benny Washington. Some very good playing uh, from out there. Uh, they were called territory bands, having not been located in any of the big urban centers that uh, sort of drove the jazz recording industry, like New York or Chicago. But they had a, a very personalized sound, and uh, they didn't sound rural or backwoods or anything like that. They were uh, a very accomplished group that did a lot of work in St. Louis at the time. So you've been listening to the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark. Hope you're enjoying these programs. Take a listen to our uh, other shows that have come along. If you'd like to sponsor us, we'd love to have some more members of the family. Hit that little button wherever you are. We can be heard on Spotify and Apple. Uh, our home is on uh, anchor.fm as well. So thank you very much, and I'll see you on the other side.